Well, good evening everybody. Tonight I'm going to be dealing with a topic that I have actually um, not heard preached much in church. And try to teach elements on it or they'll mention something on it, but it has never ever had the impact in my life as what I've discovered in the last few weeks. And I want you to know that as I get into this thing, it is sometimes going to raise some scary things. I can also understand why it's not taught, okay, because um, some people will literally have to change some blood groups. They'll script themselves into a thing. This is going to be one of those topics. Listen to me carefully, and I want to warn you now. The Bible says you are accountable for what you know. This is something you're going to have to change, so rather you leave before you actually have to be accountable for what you have to do. Because when I got into this thing and I understood what, this, what God was actually saying here, I realized just how wrong we have been taught through the years. Now this is one of those nights where I'm going to give you meat. And some of you are going to sit down and say, please just stick to the milk stuff. This is a bit rough. By the time I'm finished here, we're all going to be repenting. But I want you to know that if we don't start getting back to the truth of the word, then we're genuinely not going to see any results. Okay, so, I want you quickly, if you've got a pen and paper, I want you to draw this. And I don't have a drawing, so you're going to just have, I'll describe it to you. I want you to write across the bottom of the page, love. Okay, 45 degrees of that word, I want you to draw two lines, and above those two lines, I want you to write authority on the one side and power on the other side. Okay, and where you've got the lines, next to the lines, I want you to say, faith activates on both sides, both those 45 degree angle lines, I want you to write the faith activates. So basically what I want, I want you to see this picture, love And through faith activating, you'll get authority. Love, faith activating, you'll get power. Have you got that picture? Alright, you haven't got the picture. Okay, somebody just help me. Hendrik, to show them what it should look like. Got the picture. Okay, now, last week I started to deal a little bit with the topic of authority. How that operates and what, what the difference is between power and authority. Next week I will deal a bit more with the, with the concept of the power. And what we need with the power of God in our lives. Okay, but tonight I want to deal with love. Okay, now I want you to take note of this thing because a lot of us have got a totally warped idea of what God's love is all about. And I want us just to deal with this thing properly so that we can get it right. Now the first point of this thing is this. Is how many of us have ever said to God, God I'm going to choose to love this person. Put up your hand. Who's ever decided that in their life? I make a decision, I'm going to love them. Ever done that? Alright. How many of you were successful in that? I choose to love them and then you do it for a little bit and then they make you mad and then you clap them anyway. Or don't want to talk to them or don't want to be involved with them. Come on. And so, I want to tell you right now, I have had this preach so many times. They would sit down and they will say, love is not a feeling, it's a decision. You heard that? Okay. I've been preached that so many times. And guess what? I never got it right. Because I have been trained 
so heavily in my family, if you know my dad, my dad is very much a right and wrong. This is right, this is wrong. This is right, this is wrong. So what do I do? I take that into the way people treat me. So you come and treat me wrong, and I'm not going to love you, because you're wrong. You must repent, and then we'll make this right. Come on, how many of you do that? You guys are a bunch of saints, eh? Alright? I got brought up that way, and everybody thought it was fair. Everybody thought it was justice, righteousness. Everybody looks at my dad and he really takes it as an example of somebody who is stable, stands for what's right, you know, doesn't tolerate what's wrong. But let me tell you something, when it comes to God's love, you cannot do it that way. So, I said, God, you are going to have to help me. And this is where I started with this thing. I said, God, you said that I have to love my wife as Christ loved the church. What does that mean and how on earth do I get this right? How do I get this right so that I can genuinely get to the place where I can love my wife like you loved us? You know, in church, in weddings, they always say, well, you just got to love her unconditionally. And then I find out that everybody who says that doesn't do that. And I had to sit down and say, God, God, you have to help me understand this. And I want us quickly to turn to Mark. To Mark chapter 12. And verse 30. I want you to look at this. The start of verse 29. It says, For, and this is Jesus speaking. It says, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, hear the Lord your God. Alright, our God, the Lord is one. Now listen to this. And you shall love the Lord with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. That is the first commandment. Do you guys see that? Alright? Then it says, the second one is, that you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So these two are the highest commandments. They override the ten commandments, the six hundred other laws, whatever other commandments are given. These two are the number one commandments. Love God with all your heart, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. You guys all agree? We all went to Sunday school, we got that one. But I want you to take note of something. I started to go to God. Alright, I'm going to deal with two of the loves. The Bible speaks about a friendship love. My brotherly love, my chomi love. Okay, the Greek word for that is phileo. Now, when I went to go look in the Bible, it's only mentioned four times. Four or five times in the whole Bible. Now, how many of us have tried to love somebody out of phileo love? Let me tell you something, that's what we do. That is the conditional love that we get. Right? Agape love is this. It comes not from your soul. 
It comes from your spirit. It does not come out of your soul. And this is why we keep messing it up. Because we live and love out of our soul. Okay? But now this is where this commandment becomes confusing for me. Because listen to what it said. Verse 29. Uh, verse 30. It says, And you shall agape the Lord, your God, with all your heart. Your heart. Spirit, soul, or body. Soul. Your soul. What's your soul? Soul. With all your mind. Where's your mind? Soul. Can you see that all of this love is going for the soul? And I'm going, God, how can agape love operate out of the soul if the soul love is filial? How can a spiritual thing operate in my soul realm where I think, feel, touch, you understand? My natural, how does it do that? In Romans chapter 5, now let me tell you what this says, before you read the scripture. love is God's kind of love that has absolute response from somebody else. In other words, I will love you unconditionally no matter what you do to me. So, if you reject me, I will keep loving you with the same intensity. If you accept me, I will love you with the same intensity. I will just keep loving you no matter what you do. God came and said, I love you so much that no matter what you do, no matter what state you're in, no matter whether you reject me, I will keep loving you, but the choice is yours as to whether you're going to accept it or not. So I said to God, God, I don't know how to do that. I cannot Everything inside of me goes back to the right and wrong. But that's fair. Why must I keep loving if that person is going to keep hurting me, or treating me badly, or rejecting me, or whatever it is? How many times have you had a friend and talk to them for three weeks? I'm at school. I don't want to talk to you. Okay, I don't talk to you either. We don't talk to each other for three weeks. Come on. That is for life. Papa love says, what you do, I'll keep loving you. Keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. What are you going to do to change my heart towards you? So I said to God, God, I need to get a solution for this. Because your word says that I need to have agape love operating in my life. In my life but I'm just not getting it right. Well, let's go and look at Romans. My Romans left and moved. Come Romans. I do know that it's often. Right. Romans chapter 5. Listen to this very carefully. Verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint. Because the agape love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Who was given to us. 
I want you to know this love has got absolutely nothing to do with you. You cannot do it. And you can only get it right if you are born again. Because you have the Holy Spirit in your life. lives in my life, the Holy Spirit comes and He gives me God's love in my heart, in my soul. That is why the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has certain fruits. Spirit, number one. Love. Love. Love It's agape love. The fruit of the Spirit is agape love. When I allow the Holy Spirit to work through me, I'll be able to love like Jesus did. But you're never going to do it in your And you're not going to be doing it in a filio. Where there's attached to it. So how I need to say to God, God, I ask you, Holy Spirit, come and shed and pour that love into my heart like I've never had. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I'll spend time with you, that I can walk in the godly kind of love wherever I go and wherever I meet. You see, when you start operating on this level, you are very different from anybody in the world. it operating in my life to such a degree that I just could not understand. In fact, three, there was a third one. She up one day and she was testifying on stage and she said, listen, I want to tell you, yes, my mother, the mother and daughter were testifying, telling us the story. And she says, a man broke into my house, my mother's house, and raped her. I am the consequence of the rape. He's now run away. We don't even know who my father is. But I want to stand up and publicly say, you like what you did, but thank you that you gave me this planet today. How many guys could stand up and do that? Come on, let's be honest. That like was way outside of my framework. I couldn't understand this. You see, that is God's love. And let me tell you something. I saw another lady, her name is Charlotte Cronk. She can can smack her, you can do whatever you want. She'll go, come here, I love you, honey. I love you, honey. And she genuinely loves everybody. It is so irritating taking her to the shop because it's an hour before she's got to the first shop. She's loved the, uh, the, the security guard and the cleaner and the everybody else. And genuinely just loves everybody. Because she has allowed God's love to flow through her. So, let's go back. When we go back, what was that? Mark chapter 12. And it says that I need to love God with all my soul, with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength. Everything that's coming out of the soul, it is an agape love that has been deposited by the Holy Spirit in order for me to love God. Because you're not going to do it out of this, this filia. And then it goes further. It says that same love has got it towards me. I'm in, you made me with the parents and the brothers and the sisters. I love me because you made me. 
A lot of people can't say that they love themselves. Then it goes even worse. Now I have to have that same love for every single person on this planet. Now let's go one step further. Irrespective of what they do. Now let me tell you something. It is not easy to genuinely love people when they are doing what you think is right and wrong. Times have we looked at situations and say that's wrong, and you got person. Come on, let's be honest. Okay, now let's make this thing very real, very real. How many of us will look at the news and see some of the stuff that's going on, even with our government, with our city leaders, whoever it is, and we sit down and go, we can't accept this because what are we doing? We're going out of a failure thing. This is right and wrong. And let me tell you something, that is ungodly. God says, I have to love the guy who is doing the worst thing. And I genuinely have to love him. Because those two are not a request. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as you love yourself are commandments. They are the only commandments that God has put in the Bible. In the New Testament. Those are the only ones that have commanded You don't have a string of laws that you have to keep. And we do not have a request on that. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 44. I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who come you and do good to those who hate you and pray for those who despitefully use and persecute you. Love them. Why? Because they are a human being. Let me tell you something right now and I can see a lot of your, your brain short circuiting and go this is impossible. It is impossible. You're not going to get this right if you try it. You have got to get before God and say, God, give me a revelation of your love. Let the Holy Spirit come and pour your love on me so that I can see people differently. And we always make the statement, God, let me see people like you see them. God doesn't see them like we see them. God really loves every single human being so much because He died for them just as much as He died for you. So we have got to start understanding how to operate in this love. Now, let me just, somebody's going to ask this question. Well, if I'm loving unconditionally, overlooking all the sin, overlooking everything, how do I even, let's use a parent, let's say my children. How do I correct them? I want to just rebuke them, I want to fix them. No, you don't. You minister the word to them. You minister the word. You don't sit down and say, this is right and that's wrong. You go and say, this is what the word says. Minister it in love. Genuinely, I love you. I don't want you to get hurt. You carry on down this road, you are going to bring destruction on yourself. You are going to end up in rebellion, which is opening to witchcraft. You understand? And you minister it so that they can make a decision if it's not a right and wrong anymore. It's allowing God to minister into the situation. The problem why we don't do this, even with our friends and with our enemies and the people around us, is because we don't know the Word. 
It's far easier to say you're wrong and I'm right. The minute you go down that road, you've lost it totally. Right, page over, Matthew chapter 19. I want to tell you something that I could probably minister on this thing for about six months. I cannot tell you how many scriptures there are about this agape love and what we should and shouldn't be doing. But I'm just going to give you two or three tonight. Matthew chapter 19 verse 19. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, there's another one telling us to love our neighbor. Now I want to show you something here now. Are you guys ready for the heavy stuff yet? This isn't heavy yet, I'm warming up. You guys ready for the heavy? Write this down, we're going to get into this. I'm going to read a portion of scripture, and I want you to see something. I want you to measure yourself as I read this portion. I'll do it slowly, step by step. And I want you to measure yourself and see where you are at. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 10. And some guys, I want you to take these notes. I want you to go meditate on this. I know that this is heavy stuff. And I know this is stuff that you haven't been taught. Who's been taught this stuff in church? Come on, who's heard this stuff before? I never got taught this. I always got taught what's right is right and wrong. Watch this. 1 John chapter 3 verse 10. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. There's two camps. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Now, this is where it starts getting a bit ainer. If you do not love your brother, you are actually considered in the camp of the devil. How's that for scripture? I never got taught that in the, in the in church. Okay, I got taught, ah, no, you can do what you want. You know, it's like, I love you, brother, and stab you in the back while I'm doing it. Come on. Because we were so geared towards this right and wrong. We were never ever taught that it has nothing to do with how bad they treat you. You love them unconditionally. If you don't, you have just changed sides. It gets worse. You still want to hear the rest. Verse 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Okay, now this is John writing. And remember that now we've got this message that's come through from Matthew and Mark when Jesus was speaking. Jesus gave this thing. So John's rewriting about what Jesus said. You guys with me? So he says, we got this from the beginning. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brother was righteousness. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we have love. uh, Sorry, because we love the brethren. Okay. He who does not love his brother abides in death. 
Now I want you to see, I want you to look at that verse quickly. Does your Bible give you, he who does not love, that word, his brother, those two words. Have you got it in italics in your Bible? Who's got it in italics? Put up your hand. Okay, that means that it's not in the original. His brother shouldn't be there. Now let's read it without that. He who does not love abides in death. If you do not abide, that means live, if you do not love unconditionally, agape love, the Bible says that you are living in death. How many of us are not seeing the victory that we think we should see in our lives? How many of us feel like whatever you do, there's always something coming and taking away from you? Come on, let's be honest. Most Christians are there. I want to tell you something. This is one of the reasons why we are being attacked like we are. Because the Bible says that if you don't live in love, if you don't abide in that thing, you are abiding in death. You are bringing death on yourself. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. Okay? How many of you have ever had an issue with somebody? Don't put up your hand. You're a murderer, and you know that no murderer shall in, in listen, no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Listen, guys, the Bible's going as far as to say, if I hate my brother, I'm not going to heaven. If I hate my brother, I'm not going to heaven. How many of us know Christians who are walking around with bitterness? How many of us know Christians who are walking around with issues? You see, this is the problem that we've got. So many of us have been so geared with right and wrong that we will remember story upon story upon story of injustices done to you. Come on. Some of us can remember in 1943 this was done. It was not done fairly. We have got to let that thing go. The minute you abide in that thing or discuss those stories, you are bringing death in your life. You are bringing death to your life, to your family, to your circumstance, because the Bible says if you do not operate out of love, you are not part of God. I want to tell you right now, the church of Jesus Christ is in a scary state. We are in a dangerous state. I never, and I'm not blaming the people, I am blaming the ministries that are not getting into the Word and finding the truth. If I learned this when I was young, I would have done things a lot differently. Then I used to fight for justice. I used to climb in for anybody. If I thought it was wrong, man, man, I was there. And let me tell you something, I realize now that that is all wrong. Do you remember the revelation that we taught you last year when we spoke about the two trees? The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge of good and evil are both wrong. Right and wrong is wrong. You touch the knowledge even in the good part, you still get chucked out of your house. It brings death. You have no right to judge right and wrong. You've got to love people unconditionally. And if you don't get that thing right, it's going to bring death to you and your family and everybody around you. If there's something that's out of line, you minister out of the Word. Let the Holy Spirit come and deal with that person. Not you fix them. One last scripture. 
This one's a little bit lighter, don't worry, relax. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. I want to show you what's going to happen. I'm seeing it happening in front of my eyes. Verse 12. It says, And because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. What does that mean? There are people that are going to get this love walk right. There are people who are going to be unconditional and they're going to love people. The love of God is going to fly out of them. But because of the lawlessness that's going on, they're going to eventually say, listen, I can't stay in this mode anymore. I have to go back to right and wrong. I can't tolerate that these people are getting away with all this stuff. They can do what they want. And Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. And what happens is they start off with this thing of saying, God, I have the love of God. I'm going to love people unconditionally. But as soon as they start seeing how bad things are and how many people are getting away with things that they shouldn't be getting away with, they're going to start getting cross in their heart and they're going to go, listen. And the Bible says that their love is going to grow cold. They're going to step out of a God-given love and go straight back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No, this is too much. We can't tolerate this anymore. And they start going down that road. You go down that road, you lose your love. Now, let me close with this. Remember I said to you that love is at the bottom. Right? Here comes the problem. The Bible says... Faith only operates through love. If I don't have love, my faith can't operate. Okay? If we don't get this thing right, we will never develop our faith where we're going to see the things that God wants us to see. If you don't have your faith operating, you're never going to operate in authority. You're never going to operate in power. That's why the Bible is very clear. 1 Corinthians, go read it. I'm not even, I haven't even touched Corinthians yet. And that's the love chapter. When we start reading it out of this perspective, it becomes a really difficult chapter. <laughs> but the last few verse, the last verse of this says, now remains three things. Love, hope, and faith. But the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest? Because God is love. Listen to this. And God is life. The tree of life operates with love. God is life. God is love. Step out of love, you move from life to death. The Bible says, Hendrik, what does the Bible say? Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. What? Choose life. I said before you, blessing and cursing, life and death. Please choose life. Choose God. Choose love. Choose right and wrong. Get death. Get cursed. And do not operate in faith. Do not see miracles. And go straight to hell. Do you realize what a mess we actually are in? 
We have got to start changing the way that we do things, folks. If you want to start seeing a change in your life, I want you, in your own time, to go before God and say, God, I repent. I'm so sorry of trying to do things out of the filio love. I need the agape love to flow in my life. And that I will continue in it. I will seek God to keep getting it. Even when lawlessness abounds. Even when injustice injustice comes. When unfairness, persecution. The people are despising me. People are misusing me. Whatever it is. I will keep loving. Because God first loved me. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you're busy dealing with each one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, right now, I pray that we will get a revelation of this. And Lord, we will not try and love people out of our own strength. But Lord, that we will truly love them out of your love. Lord, out of the agape love. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit come and pour out your love in our souls. Lord, pour out your love in our souls. Lord, that we can love people unconditionally, despite what they are doing, what they are saying, and Lord, even the lawlessness around. Lord, that we will continually love them. And Lord, bring us to the place that you have for us in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that we are not going to be the same again, but God, that we are going to be men and women that are going to choose life. Lord, that we are going to choose life and we are going to input into people. Lord, we're going to bring life. Lord, we're going to speak life. And in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we will not grow cold. Lord, that we will not sit down and hate our brothers. Lord, that we will not abide in death. Lord, that we will not bring death to our house. Lord, bring death to our families. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that we are not going to be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name.